Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to be talking about how you can't always do better than somebody who treats you badly. And if you are securely attached and you grew up in a happy home seeing a loving marriage, this makes total sense to you. And for those of us who were not that lucky, then it may be um, a harder sell, but I am up to the task. Uh, Before we dive in, please do subscribe. I'm going to be up to my 80th episode soon. That's a subscriber episode. There's hundreds of these free episodes. And um, that is about how acts of service and physical touch are kind of opposite love languages, and I go into that in depth. So anyway, what we are talking about is the fact that some people say, well, I'm not happy in my marriage, but I couldn't do better than my spouse. And like, if you're not happy in your marriage because you are dissatisfied with them because they're just like not perfect enough and, you know, not like whatever, like a perfect ideal human from a romance novel or a porn movie or whatever, well, then that's a you problem. But, um, and you got to kind of accept that nobody's perfect. But in in most cases, what people mean by that is my partner um, doesn't seem to love me or outright says they don't love me, isn't very nice to me, and doesn't really treat me very well and makes it pretty obvious that, that they do not find much value in me. But somehow they're the best I could do. How are they the best you could do? I mean, oh, what would the other people be lighting you on fire? You know, I mean, it's like, what is the comparison point here? This is as low as it should get in an intimate relationship. This is a zero out of 10. If the person doesn't love you, there is not a love relationship. So I could see if you're saying I'm staying because of the kids or even I'm staying because we can't afford to divorce. These things are, are, you know, usually can can be worked out, you know, but it's not it's not as as obvious a sign of low self-worth as somebody saying my partner doesn't love me, but yet they're the best that I could do. No, they are not. Now, let me tell you why you would think that. You would think that because you grew up in a home where you did not feel loved or valued. If you did not feel loved or valued and you were never really good enough and you were made to feel inadequate and you were made to feel like a second-class citizen in one way or another or you were ignored or devalued or certainly if you were abused or neglected, then you don't really think you have much worth anyway. So for your partner not to love you or care about you or express anything positive towards you is it's not surprising. You don't necessarily feel like you deserve that anyway. And I talk a lot about this in my podcast on when you don't think you deserve to have a good sex life, when you don't think you deserve to be happy. Um, I have posts about that too. And usually what this also means is that you're depressed. So not only do you have low self-esteem, but you're probably very depressed. Between the childhood, which is definitely, if you stay in a loveless marriage, there's 
always childhood issues at, at play if you feel like you deserve to be there. If you hate every second of it and you're like plotting to get out as soon as the kids turn 18, well then at least maybe you got a little bit more to work with in the self-esteem department. But if you're saying that I got to stay in this for the rest of my life because I couldn't do better than somebody who doesn't even like me, no, that isn't true. That isn't true. The person, in order to do better, a person would only have to be nice to you. That's doable. That really is doable. You know, you are a person of worth, a person of value, even if you didn't think so growing up, which of course led you to reenact that, as you know, if you've been listening to my podcasts. You replicate how you grew up subconsciously. So somebody that grew up being talked down to and being shit on basically at home is going to be drawn to somebody who does the same thing. Not because they want that. They yearn for something totally different. But it would not feel comfortable. You know, I just had um, either a post or a podcast or something about, I think it was a podcast on when you broke up with people that liked you too much. And then you ended up with somebody who didn't like you that much. Why? Because it's familiar. It's familiar to always be courting the attention of of somebody that you can't ever fully get the attention of, you know, Um, trying to impress somebody who's never impressed, trying to get somebody to love you who doesn't love you. You know, that's very familiar territory if you were raised in a very similar home environment. And so you end up thinking when you were raised in a dysfunctional home that you're just not meant for things like love. That just does not happen for people like you. And you may think that's because you're ugly or because you're stupid or because you don't look a certain way or don't act a certain way or whatever. You may not even interrogate it that much except to think it's always been this way. You know, I've always kind of been on the periphery of human, you know, existence. And I don't get things like um, a mutually loving relationship. So the best I could get is this person who looks good to everybody from the outside. Frequently, they don't even. Frequently, they're like, everybody thinks they're kind of an asshole or mean or cold or something. But let's even say that the that they look great to everybody on the outside, looks to everybody else that you have a good marriage. But then internally, the marriage is just nothing. This person does not really care for you at all. So, and there are many, many people in these situations. Think about it. If 10% of people are in sexless marriages, you think there's a lot of love there in most cases? Certainly not. You know, I mean, those things usually go hand in hand unless, of course, I apologize, I still have my voice issue. <laughs> but, you know, usually when, when people, when the physical affection and the romance is just totally gone, usually the romantic love is gone too. But in some situations, there's health concerns or a lot or real old age or whatever. And the people still love each other, even though they're in a sexless marriage or one or both people just have no sex drive for whatever reason. But in most cases, so so let's say it's like around 10 percent. Let's even say it's like 5 percent. So then 5 percent of people and then there's all the people who are having sex, but it's loveless sex. Right. So. I don't know. I don't know what percent of people are in loveless marriages. Maybe somebody wants to Google that depressing statistic. But in my field, I see it a lot, right? And nobody deserves to be in a loveless marriage. And especially, nobody deserves to be in a loveless marriage because they think that this is somehow as good as they could get. It is never as good as you could get to be with somebody who does not treat you well or who does not love you. You know, this is not a relationship that somebody should say, this is the pinnacle of what I can do. Everybody that I have ever seen that's actively searching for love, that really genuinely wants to be connected with somebody, 
ends up connected with somebody in some way. It's not like that relationship will last forever. But I've ne- I work with lots and lots of people who are divorcing, pre-divorce, post-divorce, whatever. Never have I seen. And everybody's always like, no, no, I'm the weird one. I'm going to go on the dating websites and I'm going to, you know, join groups for singles and whatever. And I'm the one who's going to have zero success. You don't know. No, no, you don't know. I'm going to have zero success. And invariably, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. They end up on dates with people who treat them nice. They end up like you could be treated nicer on a first date with a stranger than you were treated for the entirety of a multi-decade marriage if it's the wrong marriage, you know. And because at least this person doesn't hate you, right? I mean, they, they just met you. So the the point is, is you really need to interrogate your innate assumption that usually goes unexplored. That for whatever reason you are. This this person, this this solitary person that that is in this unique situation that cannot do better than a person who hates them or dislikes them. Honestly, the opposite of love is hate. So you know the 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 real op- opposite is indifference. You know whatever I mangle that saying, but the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. That's the right way to say it. So some people aren't even with somebody who hates them. They're just with a partner who's totally indifferent to them. How could you not be able to do better? than that. You know, everybody has positive traits. Everybody has positive traits in the whole world. Everybody has positive, some positive trait. And if you are out there putting yourself out there, being vulnerable and being real and authentic, the odds of finding somebody that thinks that you have a positive trait are very high. You have myriad positive traits Everybody has. You you would know this if you were raised in a different sort of home where your positive traits were a focus and were lauded instead of ignored or um, made fun of or, or d- diminished. You know, it, the exact same person, if, and I talked about this in the Scarcity Mindset podcast, the exact same person who was raised in a happy home versus an unhappy home, they could have all the same personality traits, look exactly identical. If they were raised in an unhappy home, they're going to think that they are, you know, kind of shitty and really not that great in any way. And if they were raised in a happy home with loving parents who had the bandwidth to give and receive emotional support from one another and toward the children, they would think they were pretty great. The same exact person, you know, and I I can promise you this because the people that I interact with, with low self-esteem versus the ones with high self-esteem, they're not much different, you know, they're not much different by any measure. So they might have great jobs, they look perfectly fine. But on a, in a core level, the people with low self-esteem because they were raised in an upbringing where they did not get their emotional needs met, they just think that they're kind of shitty. They think, yeah, my job's all right, but you know what? I'm not really even that good at it. It's kind of easier than people think. Um, and yeah, like I, I am good at, you know, X, Y, Z. I did win these awards at this or that. But, you know, it was really by a hair and the judging committee wasn't really very good. And it's like, it's like no matter what happens, no matter what evidence, a person with low self-esteem has about how good they are, they don't believe it. That's like what literally, that's what low self-esteem is. You do not esteem yourself highly. So if by accident, in your mind, by coincidence, you happen to have gotten positive feedback, you assume that it's some sort of mistake. 
That is, by the way, the way that you could sabotage yourself in dating is if you do not work on your low self-esteem. So let's say you do get out of the loveless marriage. You don't work on your self-esteem. Well, then you will be find, find yourself yet again tragically drawn to people who confirm what you still think about yourself, which is that you're kind of shitty. And if, if they look down on you, then you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. They have good judgment. You don't think that um, out, out loud, but you know, you think it um, on a deep level. You're like, oh, that person likes me too much. Something must be wrong with them. This one doesn't like me at all. Seems like they're a viable candidate. So, of course, you could see how that would sabotage dating. But if you are in a situation where you want to get out of your loveless marriage to lead a different kind of a life, then you go to therapy, you work on yourself, you work on your unresolved childhood issues, you figure out that you're pretty good, you're, you're an all right person. You know, you may not be a perfect person, but nobody is. And so you deserve to have love in your life. And then you go forth and you get it. Or... Maybe you go to couples counseling with your existing spouse who, who doesn't seem to love you or care about you very much. Maybe it turns out that they're very mad at you. Maybe there's un, unexplained empathic ruptures that they never talked about with you. And maybe you can work on rebuilding a connection. Who knows? I mean, I work with people all the time that uh, come from a place of profound disconnection and can grow closer. You know, sometimes works. Sometimes it doesn't. There's no couples counselor with 100% success rate because people come in frequently, as I've said, uh, as the step, you know, right, right, the step before going to the divorce lawyer, frequently after the divorce lawyer, you know, when they're, you know, have not even possibly even told the spouse they went to the divorce lawyer to think about it. But anyway, my point is that if you are somebody who thinks that the best you can do is somebody that doesn't even love you, that is not real. That is stemming from a very sad upbringing that I am sorry that, that you suffered through, but it should not, should not, should not be thought of by you as the real truth. How would you tell your child to think about this? If your child was in a marriage where somebody didn't even seem to like them, didn't give them any affection, didn't give them any smiles or happiness or a warm hand or a hug, would you tell your child, well, you know, it is the best you can do after all? No, you would not say that to your child. You wouldn't say, well, you know, you, you do suck, you know, so really what do you expect from your spouse? You would never say that to your child. So why are you saying it to yourself? You're saying it to yourself only because this is the, the way that you learned how to think about yourself from a maladaptive upbringing, which was not your parents' fault. They didn't try to give you a maladaptive upbringing. I'm sure theirs were worse than, you, than yours, so where nobody's blaming anybody. But the point of the matter is if you have terrible self-esteem, it originated in early life, you know? And for some people, you know what, there are some people that just had just, and it's not just, but the, the home life was all right, but then they had real peer bullying, or they had a horrible trauma happen to them, you know, and uh, for, from a, a significant other or something like that. And wherever it was, they got tipped off the balance of healthy self-esteem, and they started to think about themselves as somebody that really doesn't deserve to be happy. So no matter where this originated, it originated earlier than your spouse, and you picked your spouse in part because they perpetuated a way that you thought about yourself. You know, by just not really being as into you as maybe other people were or other people could have been, certainly. So think about this if it speaks to you, you know, listen to it again, think about it. And remember, you can always get something better than a shitty, terrible situation, as I hope and I know that most people would tell their children. 
Okay, you deserve to hear that as well. All right, hopefully this was useful and I will talk to y'all soon. Have a great day, everybody.